0: 7 o'clock. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. A holiday edition of the show today so we'll be on until uh, 9 o'clock. We'll do our football picks at 840 so um, I do have to text the Pope about that. And uh, I found out well something about our friend the Pope. Besides the fact that he's retiring. Besides the fact he's retiring. Superman has kryptonite. Everybody has a weakness. Uh-oh. We have discovered the weakness of one Petey Pope. And that is I can't say. I'm not gonna tell he's till he's on, I'm not gonna say anything. Oh. Because <laughs> they were uh, he was getting a little light roasting at his uh retirement chindig the district had for him. As is I imagine. And and so there's, apparently, there's something that takes a big, strong former Maverick football player and, and takes him right to, has him quivering in the corner. Is it a former coach? No, no. <laughs> it is a living thing, but it's not a former coach, no. Oh. No. Oh, I don't like where this is going. No. So, um... We'll save that. That's what we call a tease in the business Yes. for uh, later on. It is Apache Friday. It's a holiday weekend. Merry, almost Christmas. So today, we've asked this before, and I think it's always kind of a fun question. Oh, yeah. Your favorite sports Christmas gift that you've received over the years.
1: I have one. If you're, uh, if we're, if we're sharing. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. We're sharing the Chick- uh, Chick-fil-A
0: breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340.
1: The very first Bronco jersey I ever received was a Christmas present. Now, would you care to guess which player it was? Pretty well known. It, it wasn't like a. It was a Philip Lindsay. It wasn't. was not
0: Philip Lindsay. <laughs>
1: No, this was... No, because
0: this would have been farther
1: back. This yes. would have been about, I think... Oh, God, I want to say maybe fifth grade? Maybe a little older. Maybe like middle school age.
2: Oh.
0: Um... A well-known Bronco player? Yes. Uh, you got a TD jersey. Nope.
1: A little bit after.
0: A little bit after that. Uh Trying to think after that. Well, no, you got a Tebow jersey. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I mean, how old, okay, how old were you? This would have been. This would have
1: been so. Uh,
0: mid, mid two thousands. Mid two thousands. Okay, that that helps to establish some things here. Uh you got a PFM jersey.
1: Mid two thousands, right? Nope. Little bit little bit before. So it's after you, you, you Terrell got, you got it. Okay, after after Terrell Davis, but before Peyton Manning.
0: Quarterback
1: or running back? Neither.
0: Ooh. Defensive player. Um Elvis Dumerville. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't Champ know. Champ Bailey. Oh, Champ Bailey. Oh, I Okay. Champ Bailey.
1: Still one of my favorite players of all time. And I got a Broncos... Now, I should clarify. It was a Broncos, quote-unquote, jersey, which is to say that the material was jersey-esque, but it was a kid's Broncos jersey, which didn't look a thing like what the players actually wore because it's for the youth. The youths. The youths. The two youths. So, yes, so my first ever Broncos jersey was a Champ Bailey jersey. Now, the funny thing is, the first ever purchase I ever made, this was years later after the fact, obviously, first ever purchase I ever made with a debit card was also a Champ Bailey (laughs) jersey from the Broncos team store at training camp that my mother and I went to. Oh, God, was... Well, here's...
0: Okay, here's something that's, I think, very interesting. Okay. Because one of my, my first sports Christmas gifts I received was an Otis Armstrong jersey. Ooh. Do you know what number Otis Armstrong He was wore? 38? No, he was not. He was number oh. 24. What number did Champ wear? Champ Bailey wore number 24. He wore number 24. Delph O'Neill Worked 24 as well But yeah Champ Definitely holds a distinction That's That's the one Otis Armstrong was a, was a very good Bronco But not Not a Hall of Famer Like Champ Bailey Right But yes I, I remember Getting a a, uh, a Otis Armstrong Jersey Also uh, I think for one Christmas I got a white Norris Weiss Jersey The the road jersey Ooh For Christmas one time. Uh, Let's see. I had... well, Those were among my favorite Christmas sports gifts. Uh, Kenny gave me a really cool Broncos sweatshirt years ago. Nice. Um, Mentel handheld basketball and football games. Love those. Uh, Got for Christmas one year the um, electric football game. It was the Broncos and Seahawks, which I still think is... Out at, uh... <laughs> out north of town at the homestead. Stored away out there. Nice. But you just had the electric football game with the... We had to, stop, stop to throw the throw the football and had the little tiny foam football. You had to have a ton of tiny foam footballs because you lost a lot of them. Oh, I bet. Because the whole thing was you, you cocked the quarterback's arm back and then he... He... You, you threw it and it had to hit. And it was hard to tell... You had to look for the wood, the ball kind of bounced off. That if it hit your guy, you pass plays were like about half an inch. You did not throw the ball very far. You did not throw the ball down the field. No, there were no vertical routes in electric football. <laughs> it was a very ground-based game.
3: <laughs>
0: yes, very,
1: very Pat Shermer-like.
0: Yes, we you you did not run the ball. It was it was it was pretty much like a screen pass throw into your wide receivers yeah that tracks <laughs> yeah i mean it's that was that was pretty much and it was it's more like a pass to your back so you didn't even really your wide receivers are just there to run around usually in circles and maybe get in the way of of somebody electric football um but anyway so if you got a favorite sports christmas gift you've received you and send it to us today chick-fil-a breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340 once again uh, just a reminder that um we're, we're on just till nine o'clock this morning and we'll do the same thing next Friday as well when Max is in uh, with me to to do the show. But uh, but anyway, we're. Uh, what we'll also mentioned too, something we're doing on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to give away tickets to the Broncos Chargers game on New Year's Eve. That's going to be some fun. great seats. So we'll give you more details on Wednesday. But uh, you'll have a chance to win those coming up on Wednesday. By the way, on the program when Buckeye is back in with me. That is Chargers Broncos. For a New Year's Eve. Of course, Christmas Eve, it's the Broncos and the Patriots. Denver's into a must-win situation. Yes. With three games left in the regular season. So some predictions on Broncos Patriots. Of course, we'll have our picks coming up at 840 this morning. You can send that to us today. Chick fil A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340. All right, uh, Jim along with cake today, and it's time for
2: What's Happening?
0: And it's brought to you by our friends over at ComWest. Uh, By the way, Merry Christmas to Nathan and his crew at ComWest. They're your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can help you with network support, PC and server support, backup and disaster recovery. Plus, they can improve your business surveillance and also install a new business phone system, Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. You want to cue the music for me? Oh, uh, yes. Since they were victorious last night at Ball Arena.
1: Not just victorious, but like uber victorious. As Nathan McKinnon's four-goal night
0: lifted the Avalanche to a wild 6-4 win over Ottawa Thursday night in Denver, McKinnon scored goal number 300 of his career and is on a career-best 17-game point streak. Tied for the longest in the NHL, Miko Rantanen added two goals in the win.
3: You know, guys dug in. The power play was huge tonight, and obviously our top guys had a night. I mean, they were exceptional.
0: And no doubt about that. Got over to Coach Jared Bednar there. The Avs are tied with Dallas for first place in the Central Division with 42 points.
1: So, in my efforts to get ready for leaving today, because original plan was to leave tomorrow, weather's going to be crappy. Yeah, so I'm, leave I'm today. glad
0: you're leaving, leaving
1: today. I am. So I had the Avs game on just listening on my phone, listening to Connor, and I'm getting stuff packed, like getting, you know, clothes and whatever, and McKinnon scores the game tire, and I was like, "All right, sweet, and then they reviewed it, and that took a while. I left to go get something from my room, and I hear from across the room, Connor McGahee screaming about Moose scoring the game winner. I'm like, I turn my back for one second, and you guys have the lead. What... Guys, it was insane. It was an insane game, and it was, you know, it's one of those things where you turn your back, and that's when they score. And you're like, "Come on!" Thankfully, it was audio and not visual, because that would have because that would have been disappointing. Absolutely. Well, th- thanks to Connor for uh, yes, having those great
0: pipes and letting you know all the way across the room that uh, the-, the moose was loose. Uh, abs had lost uh, seven of the last 11 by the way Oof. so that was a game they really really needed they are now tied with dallas uh with 42 points atop the central division both the cover uh, men's and women's basketball teams picked up victories on thursday night the buffs men beat utah tech 98 to 71 to move to nine and two cus kj simpson led the way with 23 points The eighth ranked c women defeated northern colorado 78 to 56 behind 16 points from jalen Sherrod. The, the uh, Lady Buffs are now 10-1 and one on the season. The Broncos must, or they say must uh, win games Sunday night when they host New England. The 7-7 seven and seven Broncos have to win their final three games to have a shot at a playoff spot. Safety Justin Simmons says the defense has to bounce back after giving up 42 points in the loss of Detroit.
3: We need to do uh, you know a lot better job this week, uh, especially coming back at home and um, you know protecting home turf. And This is going to be a big game for us, obviously a big AFC game. So really looking forward to this one.
0: Catch the Broncos and Patriots Christmas Eve on the Team Sports Network with pregame at 4 and kickoff at 6.15. In Thursday night football, L.A. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford threw for 328 yards and two touchdowns. To lead the Rams to a 30-22 home win over New Orleans. Hey, L.A. moves to 8-7 with the Saints dropping to 7-8. It's the Gasparilla Bowl today on the team as Georgia Tech faces UCF. Coverage begins at 4-30. Former Cotterburn Mesa baseball player Conrad viaforte has signed with the Grand Junction Jackalopes baseball team. He hit four twenty two at 12 home runs to help the Mavs make it to super regional play. viaforte is excited about the chance to join the Jakes and once again play with former teammate Matthew Turner.
4: I know he has some professional baseball experience already, so he's kind of someone I could lean on and uh, you know, ask ask questions when needed, and he's a, he's a good friend of mine, so it'll be good to get back on the field with him. He's uh, my former roommate, so um, we definitely have some good memories together.
0: The Jackalopes will start their season this June. In prep wrestling, the Central Warriors defeated Montrose 47-36 to in a home duel Thursday. Where your classic 126 pound champion Eli Hernandez is one of eight central wrestlers to win by pin. Palisade fell to Meeker 40 33 in the Bulldogs home duel. And that's a look at what's happening. And it's brought to you by Com West, your technology service partner. If you need IT help or a new business phone system or improved surveillance for your business, call Com West today 970 242 8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. Alright, favorite sports gift. Dylan's got uh, something today already on the text line. Favorite sports Christmas gift is my first ever Avalanche jersey in a commemorative Super Bowl thirty-two football. Merry Christmas, Jim and Tyler. Shout out to you guys for all the tons of coverage you guys bring all year. Have a great Christmas. You too, Dylan. Appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you, uh, contributing. You're a super P1 guy, always contributing stuff on the program, and uh, we really appreciate that. Alright, so uh, predictions on Broncos and Patriots today. Uh, also, do we? Are we done with the Die Hard as a Christmas movie thing? I think we. I think it's probably it, if we're done. That sounds like it's it's buried. We're not going to get Die Hard off that mountain, off that hill. He's that no. hill. He's firmly. He's got his his tombstone on that mountain. He is on that hill. He has died on that hill. I think uh, the our um, polling of uh, the the, the range media has clearly shown that they don't think it's a Christmas movie.
1: Mark Johnson, Brian Roth, Connor McGehee, and um uh, Cody. Right, Cody, Cody, Cody was Cody was
0: also. No, it's not a Christmas movie. I know that uh, the Die Hard will continue to say, "Well, they're just not appreciative of the artistic elements of Die Hard as a Christmas film." Yeah, yeah but that's, that's what he's. That's what he's been texting. That's mm. what, what he says. Okay. All right, 715. We'll take a break. But if you your favorite sports Christmas gift, uh, if you got some thoughts on that today, uh, do a little reminiscing about some of those favorite gifts. Like like Dylan getting his uh, first ever Avalanche jersey in a commemorative Super Bowl 32 football, send that to us today on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis show on the Team Sports Network.
2: Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy the holidays. And family time is the best time. From the Grand Valley to
1: Rifle, Delta to Montrose, this is The Jim Davis Show.
0: Welcome back, 719. Jim along with cake. Your favorite Christmas sports gift you've received over the years. Could be a new set of golf clubs or baseball glove or like with cake. Got a Champ Bailey jersey. I got a Notice Armstrong jersey when I was a kid. Still, uh, I still have one of the uh, Mattel handheld. I have the, the basketball game. That's the three-point line. has uh, zone defense, has, has man. You can press whatever defense you want to go up against. Uh, occasionally, we'd go on a road trip with the Mavs or something. Take take it along. Nice. To, to play on the bus. All right. So, uh, you can text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. So last night, uh, the the Avalanche picking up a 6-4 victory over Ottawa and some history, well, a lot of history last night for Nathan McKinnon. Considering the guys that have played in an Avalanche sweater, Peter Forsberg, Joe Sackick, Sackick, uh, Milan Hayduke, I mean, the list goes on and on of incredible goal scorers in Avalanche history. None of them ever scored four goals in a game. None. Until last night, Nathan McKinnon with a four goal game. He also scored his 300th goal, and he's on a 17 game point streak, which is tied, career best for him, but also tied for the longest in the NHL right now. So uh, after the game, Mac was asked about 300 goals. He's like, eh, it's okay. It's all right." And uh, here's a very short comment about uh, going on the point streak. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to do, I guess. and Try to be consistent. That's pretty much all he's had to say about it. And that's all I have to say about that. So after the win, Jared Bednar, Avs coach, talking about a big night for McKinnon and also a, an important victory for the Avalanche.
3: Yeah, the second was terrible. Obviously a lack of detail in that period. Loved our first, though. First was great to come out of that 2-2 Didn't feel great, you know, it reminded me of the game in Chicago where we had a really good period and ended up 2-2, but it can happen. I think, um, you know, guys dug in, the power play was huge tonight, and obviously our top guys had a night. I mean, they were exceptional. you look at the scoring chances we gave up in the second period, it's like ridiculous, really. I think there's probably one, at least one in there that you'd like to have back but then he makes a bunch of big saves and and holds us in at the end. Like, we get in the penalty trouble at the end, and, you know, they're pushing hard. We're working as hard as we can. They sustain some time. Two penalty kills in a row, six on five, and he makes all the big saves and keeps it on the net, so he battled for that win.
0: Yeah, Georgie Georgie Alexander-Georgiev had 41 saves last night.
1: That's insane. (laughs)
0: Once again, there's still defensive breakdowns. There's still things that are that are not clean about the Avalanche's game right now. No. But, uh, but certainly, it it, it kind of feels like this team responded to what Devon Taves had to say after the Chicago loss. Right. Where there was those that criticized him for saying, hey, we got 14 guys that are on the same page. We got six that aren't. And took some criticism from people for that. Others were saying, yeah, he's right about that. He's, yep. <laughs> And it seemed like that this team responded to what the, the, the veteran sage advice and thoughts of one Devon Taves last night. And even look at, like, with Nachushkin, who's been on such a a, a tear goal-scoring-wise lately. Didn't score a goal, but he had three assists last night. Continues to have a great impact on the game. Uh, Kale McCarth, a couple of assists last night. Randon, as we referenced, uh, with a, with a couple of goals. The Moose starting to to really get the, the juices flowing again from a goal-scoring standpoint. But uh, Colorado uh, now tied with Dallas for uh, first place in the Central, both with 42 points. But um, it's it's an Ottawa team. It's not a very good hockey team. But you're going to have nights where, particularly if you're kind of scuffling, if you're a good team and you're scuffling, a, a bad hockey team will, um, will make it more of a challenge than they probably should be. Yeah. And, and that was kind of the case last night, where Colorado they you know, they also asked Nathan McKinnon too about uh, uh, the hat trick goal for McKinnon last night. Ottawa's did uh, a had a delay a game penalty for losing an offsides challenge on McKinnon's hat trick last night. That was McKinnon uh, uh, assisted ranting on a on a power play goal. They came because of that that challenge that Ottawa. Failed to execute on, so the Avs made him pay for for the challenge, and they were and they asked uh, McKinnon after the game. You know, you're sitting there on the bench while they're going through the review. Right? Did it up, were you upset? And he's like, you know, kind of, typical day of the McKinnon fashion. Like, no, well, I don't know. I just, just
1: had to wait and see what they're gonna say. It's Taking just, a page from his uh, from his head coach, just just non. No, I don't no. want to. You want to. You don't want to say non-responsive, but like. Not very responsive. <laughs> well, I, I, I just you
0: know, Colorado, our state has guys that have interesting responses with with to, to questions from the press, like Nikola Jokic, McKinnon's that kind of guy. Yep. Uh, Sean Payton's that kind of guy. Where a lot of times, like with McKinnon last night, you know, it's like, so what does this mean to you? Three hundred goals? Is that you know? And he's like, well, it's it's all right. It's kind of like. I plan on scoring more than three hundred goals. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I hope I'm, this isn't this isn't the, the end. end. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, like the seventeen points the game point streaks. Like it's, you know, it's kind of what I expect to go out and do. It's what I, what I should be doing. Yeah. And
1: Did you see the uh, the picture they, they held up in the locker room? Him holding the four pucks that he <laughs> that he scored with. And they got the tape around that labeled, you know, like three, go three hundred, blah blah blah. He's holding it; it's like this thick. And Connor McDavid tweeted out, "It looks like me at In n Out Burger." <laughs> that's, that's pretty <laughs> he's good. Holding the giant stack of hockey pucks.
0: That's kind of an interesting thing. Where Nikola Jokic is, no doubt, he's he's he is the greatest nugget of all time. Hundred I mean, percent. He's already done. But for the Avalanche the greatest Avs player of all time. Oof. We could be watching that. We're watching that right now. And it could be Nathan McKinnon and it could be Kale McCarr <laughs> when it's all said and
1: done. I I can't find the clip. No offense
0: to the blue arrow, by the way.
1: No, no. But... will be one of the all time nugget greats. Oh yeah. yeah he's, he's never going to have to pay for a drink in Denver. But ever.
0: I, but I, I just think right now it's, it's clearly it's Nicole Jokic and it's not even,
1: up for debate i think it's funny because i and i i wish i could find the clip but i believe there was a recent episode of shorzy where shorzy says something about mckinnon connor mcdavid and kale mccarr and, and then said something about and if you ask them they'll say mccarr is the best of the three of them
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's that's pretty accurate yeah all right, seven twenty six. Uh, who do we have in the Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line? Sam
5: and Fruta checking in this morning. All right, morning.
1: Sam
0: Samuel, how are you? Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Sam.
5: Merry Christmas, Jim Davis and Tyler. Um, yeah, the game last night. <laughs> it second period's just been tough lately, but um, it was uh, it it was a surprising game. Uh, you know, after after rolling over to the worst team in in the NHL in Chicago, uh I didn't know what to expect. But uh it was a good game last night. It w- it was very exciting to see McKinnon get his Texas. It uh and you know as you talk about Kale, it's amazing the subtle differences that happen to that team when he's on the ice. And not so subtle. Um, yeah we were blessed with uh but having a great team, if they can just all play up to their capacity every game, they wouldn't have won. what did you say it was, uh, they lost...
0: 7 of 11. 7
5: of 11. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that. I knew it was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad.
0: And and to think about this. They're tied with Dallas now for first place. As with with all the injuries with guys like Cogliano out, McCarr was out for a while, just the, the variety of injuries. Miko Randon, not very productive from a goal-scoring standpoint until Arturi Lekkinen's dad pissed him off, and, and he's got things going. Pardon my French, but that's exactly what happened. That this team is still in... They're in first place in their division. And with with all the injuries, Sam, Samuel Gerard out right now, uh, dealing with what he's dealing with, that this team still... And as bad as they played at times, they're still in first place. And they get guys healthy. They get some things going. And I think what Devon Taves had to say, I, I think, was was spot on. I think that he – that's a veteran guy. That's not, not some rookie, you know, popping off. That, that's a veteran guy that's, you know, won championships, won a championship with the Avalanche. I, I, maybe that's the kind of thing that, that gets this team going maybe that's the thing that they needed to hear is look, we got 14 guys are on the same page, six or not. Let's, let's get our, let's get our stuff together. Let's get it going here.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that, um, doesn't concern me, but leaves me scratching my head, uh, with the three stars of the game last night, I, you know, I couldn't believe that Georgie wasn't at least the third star. Um, and I, I guess, I don't know, you know, they always announce who's their their uh, uh, picker for the three stars. And, and you know, I, I don't know any of those folks. They're from, I guess, all over Colorado, and they coach whatever teams they coach. But sometimes it just doesn't make any sense. I wonder if maybe they should have someone more knowledgeable. Or, you know, I, I guess, you know, they don't have time to take a poll of the of the fans but uh a lot of times the you know the stars that pop up i mean usually number 1 is is certainly worthy but uh the the two runners up sometimes like last night uh Georgia should have been number 3 cuz he he kept them in that game when when they seemed to seem to have lost their uh, their focus in the second period
0: yeah I, i'm not exactly sure yeah who who makes that call on on picking the stars of the game but uh yeah, Georgie, forty-one saves last night, faced uh, you know, forty-five shots. Too much rubber on him last night, and at times, and and, and came through with some brilliant saves last night. So, uh, yeah, I, I certainly, I certainly understand where you're coming from, Sam. On that, anything else today, Sam?
5: No, I think that'll do it. Hey, oh, you f- gentlemen, have a wonderful
0: Christmas. Before you run away, though, do you have a favorite sports Christmas gift? You've received over the years, maybe back uh, back to your. Oh, I heard your question, your, your and I the
5: truth, I I can't remember one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair
1: fair right enough. enough. Well, that happens sometimes, Sam. Fair enough, when, Sam. When
5: you when you get my age, if if it wasn't for having a bowl of cold cereal with a banana sliced on it every morning for breakfast, by noon I wouldn't remember what I had.
0: <laughs> Very good, Sam.
5: <laughs> you guys take care.
0: You too. Appreciate Thanks, it, Sam. Sam. Merry Christmas, Sam. Nice. All right, Sam from Fruita today. All right, seven thirty-one. <laughs> Jim along with Cake today. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Your favorite sports Christmas gift, if you'd like to share that with us on the program today. We'd love to share that with everybody else in the pile. All right, uh, 731, and uh, it's time for sound check this morning.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen
1: so i've got a uh, I've got a two for one deal going on here at Soundcheck today. I love it. I love it. all right. so the first first clip, very sappy, very kind of you know em- emotional reflective. The other one stupid funny. First one, John Oliver was on a uh, soccer podcast called Men and Blazers, talking about why it meant so much to him that his favorite Premier League team won league during the pandemic.
2: As absurd as it is to say, football means more to me when it shouldn't than when it should. When Liverpool won the league during COVID, there was absolutely no reason to think that that mattered at all. Death count is spiking. On a personal level, like I'm stuck at home with kids that don't understand what's happening, and I'm hoping for as long as possible to keep that the case. It feels like the world's falling apart, and it's bringing out the worst in us, not the best of us. And I can't really rationalise why it meant so much to watch Liverpool win the league in front of nobody, other than the fact that it meant I could call my dad and say that we won the league. And it's utterly ridiculous but it's true that in times of darkness any source of light should be cherished
1: yeah (laughs) you can kind of I got a little misty eyed watching him get misty eyed talking about that just and and it's true whether it was you know Premier League or Korean baseball or whatever
0: because we were watching KBO because we're still doing the show during the pandemic, yep. and yeah, what the uh, the KT Wiz became—that's right—became
1: uh, right. became our adopted team, <laughs> who played kind of like <laughs> our other adopted baseball team, the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. All right, so that was sappy, somber, sort of. You very know, good. You know,
0: I love John Oliver's show, by the absolutely, way. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Huge fan of the show.
1: All right, moving on to. More lighthearted, because I didn't want to end on a sour note. Uh, I should,
0: one thing I mentioned, Real Sports, John Oliver did a little video segment. Yes. For saying goodbye to Brian Gumbel in Real Sports, and typical, funny, classy oh, yeah. John Oliver way it was, it was great. Absolutely.
1: All right, so we go from that to, have you seen <laughs> Vic Lombardi's post showing the video of Mark Rycroft? During uh, a recent Avalanche game. No, I have not. Okay. I have not, no. Okay. (laughs) So this needs a little bit of explaining. So Vic Lombardi posted a video clip. Now, you can't hear what they're actually saying. You can only hear sort of the background audio. But then later on, they had Mark Rycroft on the show to explain what happened. So in the video, Mark Rycroft is doing the Altitude TV broadcast with Mark Mosier the Moj, and Rycroft reaches for a cup thinking that it's his coffee. It was not his coffee. It was, in fact, Mark Mosher's spit cup. Oh, no! And he... Oh,
3: no! He
1: he drank some of it and proceeded to, you know, gag and whatnot. So this was Rycroft explaining... What had happened on the uh, Lombardi, Mosier, and Kane morning show on Altitude? Are you the same person
0: after taking that swig, first of all? Has anything changed in your life?
5: Well, thank God nothing has grown on my lip, on my face, uh, on my tonsil since the dreaded sip. Okay, But the video needs to be released. I, I think if, if, I think if anything, if, if you've got some of my DNA in you, then mm-hmm. I think that makes you a stronger person, bro. <laughs> we we do You're the Keith Richards of our crew. We know that. So in essence, <laughs> I have gotten stronger. Okay. It's just touching the spit, swill.
0: R- Riker, what game was it? Do you remember the game? I I, I don't blame you if you don't. Probably clouded we uh,
5: Or about a month ago. I yeah. do know that it was mid-play. Mid-play. And so I'm not looking at the cups, right? Because we okay. never take our eyes off of it. Sure. And I thought I had a cup of coffee. It felt like. Okay. But once it just hit... Like, kind of my tongue area. It was immediate gag and swallow. Moe's was calling the game for a minute all by himself. So,
1: lesson learned. Number one, Moe's probably should have put it in a place closer to him and not closer to Mark Rycroft. Probably, yes. But also, to please, God, know where you're looking. Even if it's just briefly, like, look at that coffee. Okay, now back to the game.
0: Cause, yeah, because... Rycroft would ha- have to know that, uh, that that Moj likes to dip, and so, yeah, I, I would think they've done enough games that he would know that you about him. You would think,
1: but, but no.
0: Which I'm surprised he does, has it during the game. I, I guess maybe he enjoys it during the I wonder admission. if it's
1: probably during, yeah, during I think, commercials. I can't imagine
0: having a dip in my, in my cheek and trying to call call anything.
1: Welcome back to CMU Baseball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dunk. You have the spittoon over there, right? You have the big old brass spittoon. Just get a
1: get, just get a bunch of sunflower seeds. I'm sure that won't <laughs> that won't disgust the audience at all. Just yeah, chewing noises it, and spit.
0: Well, I feel bad for Mark Rycroft. <laughs> I, I I do have to question: Does he? He should have known that that's what Mosher and make sure that you don't make that mistake.
1: He should have known. He absolutely should have known.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's when, that's one you got to know. It's got You got to know that about your broadcast partner. Yeah, that uh, that he does that. <laughs> He's gonna have that cup there, and you're gonna. And if you pick that up, you're not going to like. You're not going have a good what, what you're going to taste. I, I'm gonna bring this back for a moment because I saw an article today about this. You you had the the Joker and Peyton Watson.
1: The Hotels.com dot Yeah, Virgels. just
0: a little little sample. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me a second Give me a second uh, This is
2: uh, I need to get into The acting Acting character Who are
1: the same As a hotel Adam I don't want to Translate that I forgot my line I don't like Messing
3: He's eating my finger Look at him my horse is watching, too. I
5: don't like horses around. Okay. Got
0: it, there. I know he's not Austrian. He's Serbian, but he sounds like Arnold a little bit. A little
1: bit. <laughs> around. I love the cursing in Serbian, yeah. too. Well, the, the the Post
0: has an article about the the commercial. It's the Nuggets Journal piece that they do about um, about the commercial that Nicola did with, with Baden Watson. Right. <laughs> And then this, they asked Nikola Jokic, what do you think about your acting ability? He goes, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> 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 that's that's Nikola Jokic. That's what that's what makes him just all right, oh, which makes him fun. Oh, God. All right. It's uh, 740, your, your favorite uh, sports Christmas gift you've ever received. You can... Uh, Send that to us today. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. I've got one from Robert. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Same to you, Robert. Thanks for the great coverage of the sports world this past year. I do not understand why the NFL puts games on the NFL network. The result is fewer eyeballs in their product. Is the NFL making more money in the NFL network in comparison to over-the-air networks? Have a grand Christmas weekend team.
1: Well, they own the NFL Network, so they can do whatever the NFL Network they want.
0: They do that partly because they want to drive traffic to the NFL Network, and they want you to have to buy the NFL Network. Make sure it's on whatever streaming service that you're getting, or yep. whatever. Uh, that that's that's the reason why. Robert hates streaming. I know that Robert and I, and I, and I, to a degree, I get Robert's frustration with streaming. But this is where we continue to go. Yeah. It's, like, it's like yesterday. We had a, I was talking with our, our friend Ron Peterson over on Monkey, who's a diehard Nebraska fan, and our boss Dave, and we're talking about you know recruiting, college uh, recruiting, of course, with the early signing period on Wednesday. And it's just and like we had this Mark, with conversation with Mark Johnson too. I mean, it's just the world's changing, and and how how we consume sports products, how players are recruited now and how college rosters are comprised just one of the, you know, many of the changes that are going on in the sports world. Now. Yep. Yep. Just part of how it is, but yeah, but Robert to answer your question. They want people to, to ask their cable company to carry NFL network if they don't already, or they want people to subscribe to it, to bump up to that sports tier or whatever the case may be. So there you go. 742, you can uh, text or call us, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Coming up, that uh, thought we'd bring back uh, our conversation with Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider, about uh, the Broncos and the Patriots this Sunday. That's on the way next on a two-hour holiday edition of the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.
4: I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook
1: group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Broncos with Mile High Sports, Cody Rourke, on the Jim Davis Show.
0: He's the host of the Lockdown Broncos podcast, covers the Broncos for Mile High Sports. Cody Rourke is our Broncos insider. Good morning and Merry Christmas, Cody. Yes, Jim. Good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Doing well. And uh, before we get into the Broncos and Patriots and Russ and Sean Payton and the screaming match and everything, well, the one-sided wasn't really a match. It was Sean Payton screaming it. At Ross, but uh, do you have a? Is there a Christmas movie that you absolutely have to watch this time of the year? Is there some little Ooh. holiday tradition like that yes. that Cody Rourke has to has to it has to be part of your holiday itinerary?
4: Yeah, I've got two movies that I absolutely have to watch or else it doesn't feel like Christmas. One of them is The Best Man Holiday. The second one is a classic here. And it, trust me, I'm not going to say Die Hard. It's Jingle All the Way with Arnold. That is my childhood go-to for nostalgia. Those would be the two movies I use. What, what are yours?
0: Oh, let's see. I, I love Christmas Carol. The It's like from the 1940s. There's this guy Alistair Pym or Sims that we always like to watch it. I love a, a, a Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine, right. which is always great. I mean, Christmas stories, you know, but we, I, I kind of got out of watching that every year. I love Christmas story. Probably Christmas story, because you have to be careful, you might shoot your eye out. Uh, Christmas <laughs> story is probably my my favorite one of the bunch. I do like off a lot, though, too. So those are some yeah. of mine.
4: Yeah, those aren't bad. Those are good ones.
0: Yeah, not not too bad at all. Well, hopefully for Broncos fans, We'll get a win against the Patriots uh, under the tree on, on Christmas morning. Uh, Russ was asked about the exchange with Sean Payton and it, last Saturday in Detroit, where the Broncos had to kick a field goal after they failed to score a touchdown. Sean Payton was seen on on TV screaming at Russ, and I liked Russ's reaction. It was like, "Yeah, I was, I'm, I was there." i I know I know what was going on i i just loved his reaction, and that's like what do people expecting him to say i sometimes yeah. people sometimes people get mad. probably wasn't the best look on the part of Sean Payton, but sometimes you've coached, you played emotions oh, yeah. run high you 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 fail to get the job done, and sometimes somebody loses their mind and Sean payton lost lost his mind at that moment and got had to yell at somebody, and Russ was that that's somebody to yell at
4: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you spot on there as a player. I've had my my butt reamed several times. I've been chewed out, um, and even just even as a coach, like I've had moments where you know I you know I've, I've chewed out one of my players. And obviously, not like you know, like, as you mentioned, it's an emotional game. There's a wide variety of things that go on. It happens, but you know, I think the idea is that you talk about it, you move forward from it. I mean, these guys, this happened. This is the NFL, and, and I think people are, are shocked. Like this happens more often than people think at the NFL level. You see it between players and position coaches. You see it between players and players doing this on the sideline. You also see this between head coaches and players at times. Hey, I didn't see Sean Payton do this with his coaches. So, it's, you know, it's, at least he's consistent, right? And I would say that's probably the one thing we have to, you know, really look into. Not really a big deal at all. Um, you know, these guys, they're, they're ultra competitive, and they're trying to win football games. They're trying to make it to the postseason. So I, I think water under the bridge for these guys, and, uh, you know, they're focused on New England.
0: Kareem Jackson back at practice. Sean Payton was uh, very noncommittal on whether or not Kareem Jackson will be activated. uh, If you get to start, if you replace P.J. Locke alongside Justin Simmons, what's your take, what's your vibe on what might happen with K-Jack?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. To be honest with you, not sure yet because really Payton was kind of ambiguous about what the plan was with Kareem yesterday when we talked to him and didn't really commit to him being activated this week. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, he practices all week but isn't activated to the 53-man roster. Um, P.J. Locke has played really well. So how do you – I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, for Kareem, it's unfortunate. he's been out for four weeks and hasn't been in the mix, hasn't been able to be in meetings, hasn't been able to get the calls. So, I mean, I don't see the Broncos. I don't see Peyton upending P.J. Locke to to reinsert Kareem. But I'm trying to figure out here as well, like, as a coach, like, hey, this could be Kareem's last year. So how – and he he can still play. So how do you find a way to get him on the field? Is it at safety? Is it, you know, maybe coming down to the box? I I have no idea, to be honest with you, Jim, what the plan is going to be. But, um, you know, I know for those guys in that locker room, I know for Justin. I talked to Justin at one of his charity events this past Monday, and he's excited to get Kareem back. Like, Kareem has been so good to those guys in that defensive back room. And not only just the safeties, the corners, the young guys, the vets, I mean, that that locker room, they love Kareem. Kareem has been such a tremendous asset for them, and and they're glad to have him back in the mix. I just, from the business side of it, I don't know what Sean Payton's plan is going to be to get him on the field.
0: So say they do activate him. What does that look like in terms of the 53-man roster and and the massaging of that?
4: Yeah, so at that point, they're going to have to make a corresponding roster move. They're going to have to release somebody, or if somebody's injured, place them on injured reserve, and that will free up, obviously, a roster spot. Um, you know, to me right now, I'm just trying to figure out where would that be? Would that be, you know, one of the offensive tackles that they have? You know, they do have Alex Palcheski. Um, they, I mean, he just was designated to return from injured reserve yesterday. So his 21 day window is officially opened. I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest with you. And Nick Benito is more so day to day. I was thinking in my head, well, if they're going to do something, okay, maybe if Nick Benito goes on IR, okay, there's, there opens up a spot right there on the 53. Uh, more than likely you could see the release of a wide receiver and you could see maybe the release of a linebacker. Um, You know, Ben Neiman's on the roster. That's a name to keep an eye on. And They think he would be able to clear waivers potentially, and then they could bring Kareem up and then sign him to the practice squad. It's crazy, Jim. I don't know. I'm so glad I don't have the job of having to do the roster shuffling that these guys have to do. But, uh, yeah, somebody would have to be released or placed on injured reserve in order to clear a spot on the 53 for Kareem to come back.
5: And
0: Peyton did indicate there is a chance that Nick Benito might play Sunday night, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, he, he
4: called him day to day questionable. He's got an MCL injury, which I'm, you know, for it, it's weird. Cause Peyton's like, we'll never tell you, but we'll never talk about injuries, but he tells us exactly what the injury is now. as uh, you know, it's weird there, though. But, um, you know, had a chance to talk to Nick yesterday, see him briefly. I just asked him how he's doing. He said he's doing good. He, you, know, he's, he's getting, you know, he's getting there. So I think that's a good sign here for him. At least if he's not playing this week, I do think we will see him again this season.
0: Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider, host of the Lockdown Broncos podcast, also covers the Broncos for Mile High Sports. Check out his work at milehighsports.com. The Patriots are 3-11. and It's a little bit of a deceptive 3-11, and though. Because they have seven games, Cody. They've lost by one score. Their offense is terrible. Has been talked about. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. They've it's been musical chairs at the quarterback position. But when you look at their defense, it's a really good defensive unit. Eighth in total defense. Second against the run. They're 16th against the pass. They have the 16th best scoring defense. Uh, you know, Devaya for them is uh, the with 90 tackles this year. Uh, Jawan Bentley's got 89 tackles. Bill Belichick, who's known for his mastery on the defensive side of the football, has his unit playing really well, and it's, like I said, if that offense was just a little bit better, we'd probably be talking about the Patriots in the playoff conversation right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's very weird, and look, as I said this week, you know, I was on on TV last night talking about this as well, the Patriots have nothing to lose, they have everything to gain here, I mean, obviously they don't care about draft positioning, that's never really been a big focal point for them, but... These guys and these players inside the New England locker room, they love Bill Belichick. Now, Bill's come under a lot of fire and a lot of scrutiny this year that, hey, they may move on from him after the season. And players on the Patriots have been vocal about, we see it. We hear everything about it, and we don't like that. And they, they're going to go out there and they're going to fight and fall for Bill Belichick. Obviously, one of the most well respected coaches in NFL history. Very good at what he does. It's never easy. There's always an approach there that you have to be, you know, a certain amount of tough mentally, physically, and emotionally to be able to handle the Patriot way. And Bill and them, they can play spoils. Now, we, I think everyone in Broncos country was hoping they could play spoils a little bit to the Chiefs, but with their loss, with Denver's loss to the Lions, it didn't really matter what uh, the Patriots did against the Chiefs in that game. But, you know, at this point, the Broncos, they have to win out in order to have a chance at the postseason. And the Patriots can come in and say, you know what, if we're going to play spoils to your hopes here in the postseason. If there's anybody I'd be a little more worried about, it's a Bill Belichick led team that, even though they're 3 and 11, their, you know, their defense, as you mentioned, Jim, is super good. They're very good against the run. The Broncos have struggled to run as of late, which has made things hard in the passing game for them. Uh, you know, look at Bailey Zappi. You know, he and Hunter Henry have a really good connection. The Broncos struggled last week against the tight end at Sam Laporta. Uh, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith Schuster are weapons that those guys have there as well. And Denver's just going to have to bring their A game this week. They're going to have to be able to stop the run. Not sure if Ramondre Stevenson is going to play for them this week, but obviously they still have Ezekiel Elliott, who's you know, he's playing solid so far at this point of his career after having a really good year and career in Dallas. But uh, this is a tough, tough game on paper here for the Broncos, Jim. And uh, to be honest with you, I have no idea what to expect. All
0: right, that's Cody Rourke, Mile High Sports Lock and Broncos podcast, our Broncos insider. And uh, while the Broncos and the Patriots, Christmas Eve, pregame at 4th, countdown to kickoff, six fifteen kickoff from Empower Field at mile high and don't forget on Wednesday a chance to win tickets to see the Broncos and Chargers game on New Year's Eve and so uh, make sure you join us Wednesday for that hour two is coming up next